1: Welcome back. We are here for another episode of Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook. As always, we have Kelly Cook in the building. How are you doing today?
2: What's up, Elizabeth? I'm excited. It's another week, another week to get better. And we all are trying to get better every single day, every single week. So here we are with a phenomenal guest and topic, by
1: the way probably the most special guest we've ever had. I'm going to go out on and say, absolutely. We By have fun. Kelly's <laughs> sister and Valerie Cook. She is a uh, director with KW Commercial uh, and she's a team lead at Cook Commercial Partners. Um, so she is going to talk a little bit about a topic that we haven't talked much about at all on this podcast, mm-hmm. but is really important. Um, and that's a uh, commercial real estate versus residential. We talk, I mean, obviously, you know, we're talking every day about getting homes to sell to sell, and, uh, you know, how to um, talk to your buyers, how to get listings for those residential sales. And we have not uh, gotten into this topic near enough. So I'm super excited. Um, Valerie is going to answer all of our questions if you've been thinking about getting into commercial real estate. So I'm excited. Let's get into it.
2: Yeah, same here. I'm very excited. Um, a, because it's my sister and I love her very much. But B, she is a phenomenal businesswoman and very, very intelligent, very smart um, and dominating right now in a, uh, you know, a segment an industry that's been, you know, predominantly male uh, ran for, I don't know, not as decades, but centuries maybe. Right. So um, it's kind of cool. So a different, unique perspective that I think everyone will find value in. So without further ado, Let's jump into it. wow, um, before I ask you a question, Elizabeth did a great job in the intro. Anything else you want to add?
3: Well, no, thanks for having me. I, I, I'm honored to be on my little brother's uh, podcast <laughs> here. So um, I taught him everything he knows. Um, yes. No, I, I am <laughs> yes. honored to be here. Um, I think this topic of commercial real estate interlocking with residential is huge nowadays, and so I'm excited to kind of get the conversation rolling and, you know, see what see what questions we can bring up.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So um, the, the the audience here is predominantly uh, selling residential real estate, but I think there's a lot of people. Not that I think I know, there's a lot of residential real estate agents that have always wondered about commercial, but they they don't know where to begin. Maybe it's too foreign. Maybe it's too scary. Um, they heard long sales cycles, and so that turns a lot of people off. Um, but we want to unpack some of those myths today. So um, let's start here by just saying, what are some of the differences um, between residential and commercial? If someone isn't doesn't have their foothold too far in residential, or maybe even if they do, um, why would they maybe want to look at potentially selling commercial real estate instead of residential?
3: Great question. So I can talk to my personal story a little bit about that. You know, I got my real estate license while selling medical supplies um so I, I got my license at home while studying and wasn't quite sure what i wanted to do with it but i knew that i enjoyed real estate so once i got the license then it was now what do i do and so it just so happened that one of my very good friends was in the market to buy a home and so of course she came to me and is like hey val can you help me sure i can do this no problem all excited just got my license and She, I sat down with her, I did a needs analysis. What are you looking for? I felt like I was very clear on what she was looking for. And then we go to see three or four homes. And through that process, all of a sudden I found my needs analysis has changed dramatically. (laughs) And now she wanted white cabinets instead of dark cabinets. And she wanted white walls instead of gray walls. And so it became over a process of about two months and a lot of work and a lot of time it became incredibly frustrating for me personally. Um, I felt like, was I not understanding what her needs were? I don't understand, does she not know what her needs are? And so for, for how, I, how I operate, um, I have a finance and math degree. So that sort of emotional connection that I realize people have with the home that they're looking for, just was not conducive to how I operate on a daily basis. Wait, no, wait. Does
2: that sound familiar <laughs> right now to anybody listening on this podcast? Be honest. Come on. That's all that's a lot of you out there including yours truly. But I'm still here. Maybe Baum was the smart one. No, <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, after well, after that one experience, I realized, you know, I love the idea of making a deal. I love finding property. I love helping a client. So, I love real estate. But maybe residential wasn't the right place for me. And so I looked into commercial, I interviewed with, I would say three or four of the top commercial companies here in Chicago. So CB Richard Ellis, Cushman Wake, JLL. And I really was drawn to Marcus and Millichap who was, is currently the top commercial broker um, in the country for a sales under $10 million. Uh, so I started with them full-time jumped in with two feet and managed to still work my sales job, my outside sales job, while building my database for real estate. And so um, I just found that I really, really enjoyed the, one, the hours are a lot better, I'll have to say too. Um, Typically a commercial agent, obviously we work after hours when needed, but our day-to-day is eight to five. Um, If you think about who our clients are, our clients are business people. A lot of times, uh, professional investor groups So as a a single mom with two kids, that worked out well for me. Um, I could be home with them in the evenings and on the weekends. And so that was very important to me as well. So I think the less emotional connection, it's more of a business transaction. You're finding a property for a client to meet their financial needs and their investment goals. And a lot of the emotions taken out of it. And so that worked for me. And then, of course, the hours and the structure of the the job uh, just was a better fit. So those are two big differences between residential and commercial.
2: Huge differences, right? Huge. Yeah. Um, and there are people out there who, for those of you who know the DISC, the Dispersonality Profile Assessment, right? Um, let's go off of that for a second, right? Like um, those of you who are who are high Bs, um, you probably aren't going to have that emotional connection. If you're a low S, same thing, right? Uh, but if you are a high I and a high S, you're, you're going to love the residential side. Now, just because you don't love um, some aspects of the business doesn't mean you, you won't be successful or it's going to be tougher for you because there's a lot of different things that go on with real estate, commercial and residential side. But the points you made, Val, were really good. Um, I think anyone looking to start should consider potentially commercial um, if that is a personality profile. Now, let's talk about like time frame and day-to-day, week-to-week. How does that look any different than the residential side for the most part? Um, sell cycles of real estate, um, things of that nature.
3: Sure. Well, from what I understand and watching you on the residential side, I think there's some huge differences there. So in commercial, the way I was taught and the way I've watched other agents around the country who've been successful build their business is you one focus on a property type so that you become an expert in that property type. There's a lot of brokers that try to do general, where they're leasing brokers and they're selling industrial warehouses and they're selling office buildings, but really a lot of those property types have such unique sets of circumstances that you can't be a you know you can't be an expert in everything. So in order to win a business, you really want to be touted as an expert, and so you pick a property type that you have an interest in. So for me, it was medical office. Um, Someone might really enjoy selling shopping centers and retail spaces. So kind of feeling out, what what are you drawn to? Maybe you wanna sell apartment buildings, uh, which is kind of mirrors a little bit of residential and commercial together. Um, So I think that's number one, is finding the property type that you genuinely have an interest in. Because if you have the genuine interest in it, you're gonna wanna learn more. You're gonna want to dig deep and that's important because the first three to four months of building your business is awful. <laughs> so, and I tell anyone who I speak with that it's awful because if the expectations aren't set, it's just gonna lead to disappointment and failure. Yep. So, I mean, it is picking your property type. So for myself, I do medical office. I do dia- a lot of dialysis properties all over the country. So it's finding the properties, going through the states I wanna sell it, finding the properties, where they're located. Then I have to go find who the owner of that property is. And you build a database with properties and their respective owners. Hmm. And then you take, I believe, which is similar to residential, then you start farming that database. But to build that database, to do it effectively and a, a good amount of numbers, it probably takes a solid three months or so of doing that all day long for three to four months. And it's hard and you have to have the fortitude to know that you're building something long-term you're doing this, you're building this book of business and you may not see any results for 12 months. Um, My associate who recently joined my team, she joined us last January and she just got her first listing in December. And so that's 11 months to get her first listing and this is somebody who is strong in business acumen, she's a hard worker, she's smart, she's articulate and doing all of the right things. And I think COVID may have had a little damper on that timeline, but that's kind of the, the far end of the spectrum as timing goes. You know, It can take a while for these commercial investors to trust you, to hand over their, their property info and, and to get your business going. So you have to have the financial wherewithal to be able to withstand that time period where you may not be making any money.
2: Same in the real estate side, but the sales cycle is a little shorter on the residential side, right? So that's it's interesting. So what would you say what would be the advice on, on the financial runway um, to have saved up to be able to live off of? What's the general expectation overall for a commercial
3: deal, would you say? I would say when I started... Um, I had business experience and I had sales experience, I think in commercial, both of those things are somewhat important, but it really comes down to your dedication and how committed are you to, to making it work for me? I had my first listing my first month of being a licensed broker. Um, I think a little bit that is luck. And then that closed within 60 days after that. So in my first 12 months of working in the business, I sold five properties That is not very common. Um, And I I credit that to my mentorship, my focus and dedication, but also the market that we were in. That was 2015. It was a good market. Yeah. Comparing that to my associate last year, who was doing all the right things, um, and I hope she feels she had a good mentor, um, the market was very different. And so that's the other extreme. So I would say, to be safe, a good 12 months if you can. Or if you have a spouse who is willing to support you, um, if you can do a part-time job, it's possible to work your build your database in the evenings and still have income coming in so that when you are ready to go, um, you still have some money coming in on the side. So there's ways to do it, but I would say six months at least, a minimum. Okay.
2: That's a good guideline. And here's a, another myth too. I think a lot of people think when they get into commercial, it's a totally different business model than on the residential side. And the reality is, we joke around uh, a lot here on our team, but you know, you guys, we do something that the industry knows as affectionately, cold calls. Ooh, that one hurts, right? That no one likes, ooh, everyone shies away, cold calls. But you guys do what are called business development calls. But effectively, it's the same thing. You just call it business development calls. And I love that because I think if the residential space industry transitioned to that, on their prospecting to build their database they would it'd be different it'd be a different mindset going into it so um if there's anything else like that um to speak speak about please do but you know the reality is is there's no magic formula in any other business it's like i said motivation dedication hard work commitment um and a lot of that comes in the form of cold calls aka business development calls right
3: absolutely you know I, I think I took it upon myself to, to, to change the terminology there because I hate cold calling. And early in my career out of college, I worked for sales companies and we had a cold call and I despise it. I'm a, I'm a relationship person. So as much as I did not like residential because of the emotional attachment, I do really, I feel connect well with people and enjoy having a personal relationship with my clients. So one thing I would mention on the commercial side that is different and that I had to adjust to is I work on a national business plan. So especially with COVID right now, um, all of my business is done over the phone, and for a while that was a huge adjustment for me because I was used to seeing my clients face to face every day and and using that to my advantage. Um, I had to shift a little bit in in working my business plan and commercial because. I can't i can't fly to florida and see my client you know i can't so every day um so that was a huge shift and someone that wanted to wants to work a national business plan you have to be very comfortable developing rapport and a relationship and being on the phone a lot uh, but the benefit of that to me is i could be doing this exact same job in alaska if i wanted to and making the same amount of money if not more
2: so hold on, that, that, just, that just blew the mind of 95% of people listening to this. Okay. So you're, you're, what you're saying is you can choose in commercial, it's less high touch, right? Or it's low touch, I guess you should say. So you can choose to work a national business plan and actually be licensed in one state, but still close, represent buyers, sellers, whatever, close deals in other states, assuming you do it the appropriate way with partners that are licensed in those states. And that's what you do, right?
3: Right. So... A lot of that does depend on the property type that you work to. And I will preface that if you are selling apartments, that is a localized business plan. Apartments need the personal touch, the visit, you have to show them. Um, That's a little different. I work medical office and dialysis, and they're essentially either multi-tenant medical buildings or single tenant buildings. So there's one tenant versus multiple tenants. And all that... Those investors or buyers are looking for is the numbers. What's the income it's generating? How much money can I put in my pocket? Of of the 100 and I think 30 to 40 buildings I've sold, I've seen one of them. And wow. whatever, whenever I say that, people are just. <laughs> in fact, when I first started, I didn't understand how that worked either. But it it's true, you know. And if you work gas stations all over the country, if you work Wendy's, Chick Fil A's. Um those are types of properties that you could sell it anywhere and you don't have to physically be at the property to do it. In fact, I've only met maybe one or two of my buyers or sellers in the last 6 years in
1: <laughs> So it's and-
3: phenomenal by the yeah, way. Yeah.
1: That it's would awesome. probably be like that's probably one of the most shocking differences I think between like real estate and commercial is that uh, or residential and commercial is that you can't really be an effective uh agent for your clients buying or selling a home if you're not in their house at some point, oh. like see what it's like. I mean, you can't really market it well. You know, you have to have no. that um, that in-person thing for to see all the characteristics of the the property or whatever. And so I think that that's um, really interesting to me that you you don't have to be in that building at all to effectively sell it.
3: No, and it's nice because, you know, my long term goal of getting out of Chicago um, is perfect because I won't lose my business. I won't lose my hard work. If I do want to move to Arizona or if I want to move to Colorado or wherever I want to go, or if you're a wife and your husband gets a job transfer and you've worked really, really hard in residential real estate for 10 years, and now you have to leave. That's, that's hard. And in my line of work, I don't have to do that. So right now I focus on the Midwest portion of the country. My associate covers the Southeast portion of the country and we're rocking and
1: rolling. So. That's amazing. That's cause I mean, just like you said, if you have to move somewhere else, you have to, I mean, rebuild your entire database for, for where yeah. you are. So that's, and I guess I do have one more question too. And Kelly sure. might be frozen, I think um, <laughs> but, um, I will see if he comes back here, but Mm -hmm. I was just going to ask kind of that long-term, I I know you said it takes a lot of time to build up that database. You're kind of searching all over. It takes months to do that. What's kind of your process for um, staying in touch with that database or do you, like once you've done a deal, how do you kind of, uh, I know that Keller Williams has a 36 touch program. Is that similar in, in commercial real estate or does that look completely different?
3: It's somewhat similar. I actually adopted that, Um, just recently, um, since I moved over to Keller, uh, to KW, because essentially what we do is we do, I've started grouping my properties into A, B, and C properties. So I take my whole database and I label them A, B, or C. And the A's are people that I want to make sure I touch every single quarter. So those people are what I consider have a highest probability of transacting within the next 12 months. And, you know, it's not always accurate, but you do your best until you gather more information. And that's the objective of every call is, right, is to gather more info. Every little piece of information you can get will help you develop that relationship. And so then those properties for myself, they're owned by hospital systems or large REIT organizations where they maybe sell once every five years. They're going to be a B or they're going to be a C. Um, so that I do touch them so that they know my name so that they know who I am, if they ever need anything, but I'm not going to spend a lot of time trying to foster a relationship with them because their probability of them transacting is so small. So we do do something very similar as far as uh, mining the database in that way as a residential.
2: That's awesome. So it sounds very, very familiar, right? Um, to the residential side. That, that's amazing. Uh, Val's giving you guys uh, a really in-depth overview um, of what it, it it takes to be in commercial, what it's like, what it takes to get started in commercial. Um, I think the last question I have for you is what does it take or what would you recommend for somebody who's possibly thinking about starting commercial um, in terms of what, um, what type of structure, um, brokerage should they look at um, joining to start uh, and more individualized, more on a teams, high support, low support um, comp models, maybe things of that nature.
3: Yeah. Great question. From my experience, having started with a very large corporate firm and now being with KW, which is obviously a large organization, but on the commercial side, not quite as prominent in the marketplace. um, I would suggest that anyone looking to do a commercial one, Do your research and find a agent that you could shadow for maybe at least two days Um, and when you shadow them ask them to see the reality of what their day-to-day is like and one you want to find a successful agent because even the most successful agents will still be business developing at some point during their day and that's the core of our business right so You want to find a successful agent who's willing to let you shadow them so that you can see what does it look like building a database and can you physically see yourself doing that? And then what do the calls sound like? And then what's some of the more complicated sides of the business? And a successful agent will be able to share all those things with you and give you enough information to hopefully decide if this is something you can see yourself doing. In my opinion, starting out in this business, if you want to make money, as fast as possible. The best thing you can do is link arms with a team, a successful team, and have a good mentor. There's a lot of, even though some of the best commercial firms out there that don't really offer solid training. And it's, it's kind of shocking. It's, it's, the training is much more limited than what you get on a lot of the residential, in the lot, a lot of the residential brokerages. Um, so find a mentor who's willing to train you, who's willing to let you see their day, show you the ropes, teach you, Um, because that's how you're going to learn the fastest. And then your probability of making money uh, just goes up from there. So those would be my top two suggestions.
2: Okay, guys, you heard it it here first. I completely agree with that, by the way. Um, There's a lot of Lone Rangers out there who are entrepreneurial at heart. um, But man, there's nothing wrong with being entrepreneurial, but still having a mentor. There's nothing wrong with being entrepreneurial, but still having a support system or people helping you do things to free you up to go sell and business development, right? And just because
3: you're part of a team doesn't mean you don't have your own identity. You know, I think we've built our team and I think Kelly can attest to this to where we want agents that want to be a part of our team, but we want to also give them a path where they can feel like they can grow their own little team within our organization. So there's a lot of opportunities. Don't feel like because you join a team, I'm always going to be the junior. I'm always, you know, I'm never going to have a name for myself. It doesn't have to be that way. You have to find the right team and the right system and structure.
2: Well, I can't think of a better segue. to Go to, the, go to <laughs> www.buildyourrealestateteam.com where if you put your name in, you will get a free download of the seven modules that you need to go in sequential order to best build your real estate team. Um, Val, if anyone's interested in reaching out to you, um or um or or more so maybe for coaching advice coaching one-on-one i don't know maybe maybe they want to join your team because clearly they don't have to be in chicago to join your team Um, how do they best reach you
3: awesome yeah i'm more than happy to answer anyone's questions about commercial as a whole um about my experience so feel free to you can actually call my cell phone um at 312-515 One 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 six or you can email me at Valerie V A L E R I E dot cook C O O K at KW com.
2: Awesome. Now remember, guys, it has to be between eight and five Monday through Friday. Otherwise she won't answer (laughs) the (laughs) phone. No, no,
3: no,
1: no,
2: (laughs) no. Her only working
1: hours.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Elizabeth take us
1: away here. All right. Well, that was absolutely incredible. Um, I learned a lot. I'm really, really happy that you were able to to come on and share that with us. Um, So again, as Kelly said, if you want to learn how to build your team, go to buildyourrealestateteam.com, download all those modules. Um, And then also, if you have any questions for Valerie, reach out to her. If you have any questions for Kelly, as always, where can you reach him? kelly where can they reach you yes i'm gonna follow uh, my (laughs)
2: sister's uh lead here and i will put on my cell phone 480-227-2028 text or call anytime or email at uh, kelly at kellycookhomes.com
1: wonderful and we will see you guys all next time bye all
2: right guys thank you very much bye